Alright guys, it's that time we got to step in the ring with the greatest faction in podcast history. Just for wrestling, the JFW podcast, hosted by Travesty. I'm Dizzle J. Guys, Dizzle J came back. I'm back! He fucking came back. He's like, well, you know, maybe I should actually come and do what I'm supposed to fucking do. I don't know. So he showed up. I should pretend like I'm on the team. Right? Yeah. Right? right. Really live up to that 33. Yeah, gotta work on that 33. Yeah. But as you can see, uh, Dally's not here with us this week, uh, but she should be back next week. Uh, work. Is, is Sentinel work. still trying to fight us on this bullshit? You know, um, I, I I really don't know. Like, because, like, you know, I just, I just got a message from her saying, like, hey, just let me know. I'm not going to be able to make it there today. Okay. Something came up, and I'm like, well... Um, I don't know if it's a Sentinel thing. I don't know if it's it's a personal thing. Just a hey, I can't make it. Uh, good chance it is Sentinel. I'm gonna blame Sentinel. He's a dipshit like I'm that. I'm gonna blame Sentinel. He's gotta be. He's gotta be. He's a mouth breather. He's like probably that. still mad we blew him out of the ring. God, yeah. That was the greatest fucking thing. In the that world. was awesome. Yeah. But guys, we are here. Uh, we're here to do another episode. Uh, we're gonna talk about the Elimination Chamber uh, pay per view that happened uh, this past Sunday. Uh, now, obviously, we're gonna talk about Raw and SmackDown, AEW, NXT, and Impact Wrestling. Not a whole lot going on this week when it comes to pro wrestling. Uh, just going over the results and everything. We do have SCW coming up at the end of the month. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about some of the uh, other independent wrestling shows that cool. uh, actually got canceled. Um, kind of want to talk a little bit about that and how this uh, this scare from the coronavirus is actually affecting the pro wrestling world. But before we dive into any of that, I just want to remind you guys that JFW is brought to you by Audible.com. And if you're a big fan of stories and history and stuff, just like I am, you're just really not a big fan of reading those stories yourself, well, Audible.com is the best place for you to go. One-stop shop for all audiobooks. And because of us here at JFW, actually at Freaknet Studios itself, Freaknet Studios, if you go to audibletrial.com backslash Freaknet today, you yourself can get a 30-day free trial plus a credit to your first book purchase just by signing up. And there's more books than just wrestling. Who knew? Who knew? Who really cares? Nobody really cares. No, no. Learn about the wrestling history first. If you're listening to this podcast and everything, you should know the history about pro wrestling because we know some stuff. We know some stuff. We have an idea idea of what happened. Yeah. Yeah. And you yourself could also learn the history of wrestling if you just go to audibletrial.com backslash break that today. That's so good. You do that so well. Oh, man. So how's it been, T? It's been good. Yeah, it's been good. How are you? Not, not too bad. I like the product product placement. What this thing? The product placement. Yeah. This thing right here. Yeah. Freak nasty juice. Freak up. <sighs> Tell me how annoyed someone's gonna be by that. Oh, I'm sure somebody will be. Right. It's not gonna be me. I, I, have, I have three kids, man. It's gonna take a lot to annoy yeah. me. <clears throat> Guys, the Linux Chamber just happened this past Sunday and everything. I want to go through the results and talk a little bit about it. You had a chance to watch pay-per-view, right? I did. I did. Awesome. Uh, and if you guys do remember that we do have a uh, pay-per-view contest going on, and I'll reveal who won this pay-per-view at the end of it. Shocker, wasn't Dizzle J. <laughs> um, 
so we had uh, Daniel Bryan taking on Drew Gulak. Um, I gotta say the uh, the match uh, was what I was expecting. There was a lot more to it, it than what I thought it was. I thought it was great. Incredible. I did, to me, that was almost match of the night. Yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was supposed to be a kind of a squash match. I'm not gonna lie, halfway through it got a little nutty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I gotcha. There we go. Not that man. I thought that was probably one of the best technical matches I've seen in a very long. Yeah, time. Yeah, and I think I think uh, Drew Gulak's character changes uh, is benefiting him more than kind of like what he was uh, like. Kind of a clean shaving kind of guy in uh, Two or Five Live and everything. He did that goofy thing with uh, Enzo Amore for a hot minute. Yeah. So I don't. I, I like it. I I enjoyed the match. It was probably one of my favorite matches of the card. Yeah. Oh, I, on here, absolutely. I I can think of maybe three matches. I think were my favorite out of this, and that's definitely one of them. Um, and it it was one of those matches that actually made you think that Gulak could pick up the victory against him. He sat there and said he knew all the holes in Daniel Bryan's uh, uh, moveset and like how he could reverse everything, and he really did that all the way into the yeah. end, where he uh, ended up losing to the uh, was it the Yes Lock, the LaBelle Lock, yeah. whoever he calls it. Uh, you picked uh, Gulak. I had picked Gulak. That I, I thought for sure he had a mm-hmm. great chance, yeah. and like I said, the match went. It was so hard to predict. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, me and Daly picked Daniel Bryan, so uh, point for you guys. Point for us. That's right. Uh, the next match we had was a U.S. Championship match with Humberto Del Rio taking on Andrade. Yep. Um, also a really good match. Uh, again, one of the three that I really enjoyed. Yes. And, uh, Andrade picked up the win. I believe it was like a, a quick small package kind of a roll-up kind yeah. of win. Um, well, with Zelina Vega, you, that's always that X factor too. Yeah, but when you look at the uh, when you look at the uh, kind of like behind the scenes of it, the shoot uh, reality of it all. Like I honestly thought Umberto was going to pick it up just as like a punishment to Andrade for, you know, obviously his yeah, suspension. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, taking that title away from him. But obviously they see a lot in him, and they do see a lot in the Umberto del uh, um, um, God, fucking Umberto name. Carrillo. Umberto Carrillo. Yeah. Uh, to give him these opportunities to go against Andrade and even Angel Garza. You know, is still kind of in that mix as well. I, I think that's where, like the, you know, the old school like Rey Mysterio and versus uh, Eddie. Yep. And that's that that, that, that 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 almost feels the same way because these guys are actually I, two of them are related. I don't know if they're related to Andrade. Uh, Garza and I know Alberto. Garza and Alberto. Yeah, they're like they're like legit cousins. cousins. Um. So Andrade did pick up the win in this one. Uh, you and I both picked Umberto, and Daly picked Andrade in this. Ooh. So she's kind of uh, creeping ahead there. Ooh. Ooh. <clears throat> uh, the following match was a no disqualification match, AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. And me and Daly talked a little bit about this last week when we did our predictions. She picked AJ Styles, and uh, I went ahead and I picked Aleister Black. You went ahead and picked Aleister Black yeah. as well. And I told her, like, Aleister's going to win, because, you know, regardless that the OC is going to be out there. The Undertaker's going to make an appearance. I mean, it was a given it was going to happen, and yes. it did. See, I missed the Undertaker part. I, had, I, for whatever reason, I think I had to watch off my phone, and I had to go make dinner or something shit like that. So I actually missed the Undertaker part. I came back to Alistair Black Wing. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah. I know I picked him. <laughs> it, it was a good moment, because they, they did a little bit more with the Undertaker uh, style thing than they did a Super Showdown. Good. So, uh, overall, it was a good match. Uh, there were moments where it looked like you know, AJ was going to win. It was getting a little later into the match, and maybe Undertaker's not going to show up. Um, 
But Alistair Black has not put on a bad match since he came up to the main roster. And, I mean, doing these uh, little few things with uh, Murphy and now AJ Styles. Um, there was a moment on Raw that we're going to talk about here in a little bit with Seth Rollins and everything coming out, uh, coming to him, knocking on his door and stuff. Uh, a lot of cool things with Alistair Black, and uh, this match is really pushing him forward to potentially be another top contender in the business. I see him as a top contender. Yeah. Uh, tag team match, who gives a shit? It was Rollins and Murphy versus Street Profits. Street Profits retained the title. All three of us predicted that one. Yeah. Um, as well they should. I mean, I don't. there's no reason for Murphy and Rollins to have the titles. No. Unless no. they were going to do like they did with the Undisputed Era where they give, where they just collect the titles, and that would make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But you would put the titles on AOP, not Buddy and fucking Rollins. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, I, uh, from, it just looked like it was a fucking, uh, carbon copy of the, uh, Raw match. Yeah. Nothing too exciting in this. Um, we had the Men's Elimination Chamber Tag Match. Uh, we had Miz and Morrison taking on the New Day, taking on Usos, having Machinery, Lucha House Party, and then, uh, Ziggler and Rude. Now, it was reported that, um, the reason Lucha's in there over the Revival is because of a contract dispute. And actually read online that the Revival uh, isn't getting paid anymore. They they reached their guaranteed money cap already this year. Really? Yeah. So. I, the Revival, they need to, they need to go. They're not going to get what they deserve in WWE. And they're one of the best tag teams I've seen in a long time. Right up there with the Usos, the New Day. Even better than the Bucks. Yeah. I mean. We were talking about where we would see the Revival going. I, you know, I guess AEW would be obviously the the first choice, but I feel like Impact would benefit more from the revival than AEW. Would. I thought more NWA. Ooh, NWA! Oh yeah, that that's like, kind of a smash. It's, it's, it's like it's, yeah, it's like yeah. that classic too. Uh, I mean, nothing against AEW when it comes to the tag team division. I just think it's it's oversaturated with all the tag team talent right now. Yeah. Uh, we got the Dark Order, SCU, uh, the Best Friends, uh, the fucking Inner Circle that tagged him in the the, the, the Bucks. Yeah, I mean it, it's so saturated. Like the Butcher, the if, Blade. Yeah, if so, if you sit there and think that oh, and then there was uh, the Jurassic, whatever the Jurassic Express. Yeah, I love the Jurassic. And Express. now they got the um, and I I think what we'll talk about I talked about last week the Death Triangle, uh, with Pentagon Phoenix yeah, that, and that. so. If you think that the revival is being lost in the shuffle of all the tag teams on WWE, I don't think it'd be any different than AEW. But because they're a you know office no flips right. tag team, they they focus and they seem like an older tag team, almost like a a Tully or like an Arn Anderson kind of. Uh, Honestly, like a almost a warrior, World Warriors kind of the a little mix of the rockers because they can do the off the rope stuff. They they can Yeah, do, well I guess they're more of that area. Like yeah, with the they Steiner can do brothers. The aerial. Yeah. So, there you go. There you go. That's yeah. perfect. Steiner brothers. Yeah, so that era when it comes to it, um so I mean I think NWA would be a good spot. NWA that. would be a good yeah. spot. I would love well, to see NWA get a TV. Yeah. Let's just send them off to New Japan for a bit. You know what if we're not Ring of Honor maybe? You don't hear a whole lot about Ring of Honor, so you know, they put the revival to Ring of Honor. If they if they went to Ring of Honor and you got Bully Ray there, who was obviously a tag team expert, yeah, they can only benefit from knowledge from him. Absolutely. Uh, Ms. Morrison picked up the win in this. Uh, what 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 was the what was your favorite moment out of this entire elimination chamber? 
Otis going down through the thing. Right? Because we've never seen that before. No. <clears throat> I thought Mandy was going to come out. I did too. I thought Mandy was going to come out and kind of check on him and everything. Uh, one of the big things I also liked, uh, I, I know I'm going to I think it's wrong, but Lindsay Dorado? 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 Lindsay Dorado? Yeah. Yeah. When he did that flip from the yeah, top. Yeah, that was dope. Yeah. I, I, I figured that's why they had those guys in there. Mm-hmm. But I, I didn't think it was going to be something like that. Yeah. And it's no secret that Heavy Machinery is my favorite tag team yeah. in uh, WWE. Um, but this Women's Chamber, uh, just, I mean, I fucking marked the shit out of it when uh, when uh, Tucker, like, lost his shit after Otis went through. Yeah. And uh, just dropped him, obviously, get eliminated by uh, Ziggler and Reed following the uh, kind of beatdown. But these guys are future tag team champions, and I hope it happens sooner when it does. I hope it's a long term title run. They they deserve it. I believe they deserve it. They're first off, they got the power of yeah. the WWE universe behind them. They're very entertaining to watch, and they can go. Yeah, no, and that uh, little somersault swan time that Tucker did from the top of the uh, <laughs> chamber. I mean, all, all in all, it, it was a really good match. Uh, Miz and Morrison did pick up the victory to retain the titles. That seemed like kind of a given, obviously. Which, which makes sense. Yeah, first, first title de- uh, t- defense that they had, uh, we all picked it. So right now we uh, we have uh, me and Daly tied at uh, one apiece. <sighs> Not you, though. I mean, Not you, though. That's, that's all right. Uh, probably the dumbest match for me was the handicap intercontinental title match with Strowman taking on Shinsuke, Cesaro, and Zayn. And the surprise of Zane actually winning the title surprise uh, was was probably the most shocking thing for me to see. See, and I, I had talked about this with a guy at work too. It was cool to see Zane pick up uh, a title, mm-hmm. but I just don't like the way he did it. Yeah, I would have much rather seen it be a one on one match and like some dirty shit happen than a three on one match against Braun Strowman. Now you just kind of you kind of weaken Braun. Yeah, well, there was a. Uh... I want to say it was either Michael Cole or Corey Graves uh, on the uh, on commentating during this match that stated if one pins them, they're all champion. And that's just not the case. Sami Zayn won. Sami Zayn's the IC title, IC champion. And how does that how does that make Sh- uh, Shinsuke feel? You know what I mean? I I don't even think he realized it happened, Jess. <laughs> He's so fucking out of it. <laughs> but. I got excited to see what to do in the future. I, I I'm gonna guess it's gonna be a pre-show match against Braun Strowman at WrestleMania, just because that's what fucking Teddy does. Cena needs a spot, and the Undertaker needs a spot. Right. Goldberg needs a spot. Well, at least he's champion. Brock needs a spot. All these all these people need spots, man. I'm out here to take the spot. <laughs> we all picked Braun. Obviously, we all got that wrong. And then finally, the Elimination Chamber uh, match. For the number one contendership to the women to the Raw Women's Title at WrestleMania, uh, Natalia took on Liv Morgan, took on Shayna Baszler, took on Oscar, took on Ruby Riot, took on Sarah Logan. Why don't you all go ahead and talk a little bit about this match? I, th- I thought this was a very entertaining match for the most mm-hmm. part. Um, to me, and we were just thinking before the the timing was off for me. The the long waits in between. Yeah, I think if it was me, I would have had Shayna just kick down that last door and grab Oscar out by her hair or something. Just if you were really going to overpower Shayna, that would have been the move. Okay, I'm waiting. Let me go after these bitches and bring them out to me. Yep. That's how I feel about it. But, I mean, I thought Liv Morgan had a hell of a showing. Ruby Riot had a hell of a showing. Natalia, I, as much as I am a fan of Natalia, I just think she's getting the short end of the stick with these newer women coming up. Yeah. 
and I would like to see her have one more run at the championship, but I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, I I think she's kind of like at that point in her career where she's almost used as enhancement. Yeah. Like almost like Big Show. Right. Um, like that prime uh, era of like them being dominant is way past now. Right. Um, but I mean, we all predicted Baszler to win. Baszler did win. Um, it wasn't a really complete shock. They were building for it anyways. Right. So overall, uh, me and Dally ties, so we each got a point for it, uh, which still leaves you at zero <laughs> for the oh, year. Man. And you guys can check the scores on that because I do now post them into the show notes on Podbean to see where everyone's uh, kind of totaled up now. I think I'm one up because of the uh, Super Showdown. That I didn't do. The one that you didn't do, right. yeah. Uh, and I can't remember what happened to AEW. I want to say... Uh, me and uh, Dally tied on that one too, but we only had four matches because that's what was. That was yeah, that was yeah. what was posted. Yep. <coughs> so let's move right uh, along to Raw the following day. <laughs> I did not watch any of this. Oh God, you missed out. Did I? No, of course not. Uh, Becky came out, cut a promo, talked about Shayna winning and everything. She's. <laughs> Talking about how like a person like her shouldn't be beaten down, fucking uh, badasses like Shayna Baszler, but she is and she does. Uh, obviously, if you guys remember from last year when she won both Raw and SmackDown titles from Becky Two Belts, Becky Two Belts. So, uh, not a really big promo, just kind of talking, building herself up and shit like that. Uh, we opened with Angel Garza taking out Rey Mysterio in a singles match. Uh, and I, we saw these guys in tag team uh, with Andrade and Umberto right. last week. It was an incredible match, and this is no different. Rabe did pick up the win on this, which kind of surprised me. You would think, you know, Garza would kind of pick it up to kind of push Garza around, along, but I guess they still want to keep Ray relevant just for a little bit longer. I've been hearing rumors that he's going to retire after WrestleMania anyway. Yeah. I can see that. Yeah. I would love to see a fade. I don't know if it's not mentioned yet. I'd love to see a fatal four-way between uh, Umberto, Mysterio, Garza, and Andrade. Ooh, I think there's enough time ooh. to still build that. A fatal four-way for ooh. the U.S. title between uh, four Latino superstars? Fuck yeah. But they're going to put it on the pre-show. Yeah. Fuck yeah, they will. Six-hour pre-show. It'll be, it'll be right there with the IC title. Yeah. Yeah. And probably um, probably the SmackDown tag team titles, too. Yeah, because why put them on the main show? All right. <coughs> oh, geez, what else is uh, happening here? Um, they showed a little vignette uh, from earlier in the day where Kevin Owens showed up, got beat down by the uh, Monday Night Messiah and all his oh, disciples. Uh, nothing too special about that. Rhea Ripley uh, came on and interrupted Charlotte while she was doing a segment, talking about how she's going to win uh, WrestleMania and be the NXT Women's Champion. When Rhea came out, she wanted to say something. Charlotte interrupted her, and then she got jacked in the mouth by Rhea Ripley, and Rhea just walked away. That's badass. It's yeah, it, it was a cool moment, except for the very end when, um, when she got punched in the mouth, Charlotte just kind of sat down on her butt, kind of stared at her, and smiled. So like, and she was wearing a very low sh- uh, dress. So I don't know if that was supposed to happen. She wanted to go ahead and just sell it anyways, because I mean, like it was. I mean, if she. Bumped. I mean, this zipper would have just fucking split, and <laughs> she would Daniel Bryan all over the fucking place. <laughs> Daniel Bryan, right? Italian. We got screwy. We got nutty. Ah, uh, ballsy move though. 
<laughs> I was gonna, I was gonna throw in a Sentinel joke there, but uh, we we're talking about testicles, so it's irrelevant to Sentinel. Yeah, not butternut squash. Fucking mouth breather. <laughs> Bobby Lashley took on Zack Ryder for no reason whatsoever. Bobby Lashley picked up the win. Um, Alistair Black went uh, went to go have a, like one of his own little segments about you know. You know, who's gonna knock on my door? AJ Styles and I are down, blah, blah. And it just so happens he gets a knock on his door, and it's Seth Rollins. Not there to fight him, but to ask him to join the uh, disciples. Clearly, he said no, and it turned into a match for later on in Ooh. the uh, night. Drew McIntyre took on Eric Rowan, where Drew McIntyre picked up the win, uh, crushed the cage with the uh, giant spider in it, so that storyline's over. Oh, thank God. Kabuki Warriors took on Natty and Liv Morgan. Uh, Ruby and uh, Sarah Logan came out uh, to kind of like just watch. And there was a moment where Natalie needed, or Natalia needed to fucking make that tag, need the hot tag. And right before she did, Liv Morgan uh, jumped from the top rope onto Sarah Logan and uh, uh, Ruby Wright. God, why want to fucking mix everyone up? Too many fucking people. <laughs> Too many fucking people. Um, jumped onto them. Obviously, she wasn't available to help out Natalia, who ended up getting uh, beat up and took the loss against the. Boogie Warriors. AJ Styles came out and had a uh, had a uh, promo about the uh, Undertaker, and he did it. He did it. He did it, man. He said Mark Calloway. He really? dropped. He dropped the Undertaker's shoot name, Ooh. the real name, and not only that, he said that the only reason Mark Calloway is still in the business is because he allows his wife to tell him what to do, and she's running him into the ground until he <laughs> dies. And he uses her her real name, Michelle McCool. Good job, Undertaker. Yeah. So, needless to say, there was a lot of backlash on this because there was a former referee, and I can't remember his name off the top of my head, that said he didn't like this because the Undertaker is who he is, and there should still be a sense of... Uh, kayfabe in the business, which I agree 100% there should be kayfabe in the business. However, when it comes to this, I like the idea that they use Mark Calloway. And it's for one of two reasons. First off, if you guys own the WWE Network, they get for $9.99. Stone Cold Steve Austin has an interview uh, show on there that he did his very first interview, shoot interview with The Undertaker, where he refers to The Undertaker as Mark Calloway, saying... I know him as Mark Kelly, but the world knows him as The Undertaker. Now, from that very moment, it should be completely okay for everyone to realize that The Undertaker is not really The Undertaker anymore, but he is Mark Kelly, who plays The Undertaker in WWE. As long as you do it right, I mean, exactly. do yeah. it. Yeah, it's not like AJ Styles was out there and said, hey, The Undertaker's real name is Mark Kelly, ha! And then took off. Right. No. <laughs> it was part of a promo. He's, you know, he said, like, The Undertaker is not The Undertaker anymore. He mentioned the fact that The Undertaker once... Um, took off his hat and jacket and gloves and laid it in the ring and walked away. And that was supposed to be the end of him. And yeah, he's still here. And the only reason he's still doing this is because Michelle McCool is making him do it. Is she's gonna keep pushing him until he's dead in the fucking ring or whatever like that. Uh, Undertaker is set to be at Raw uh, this next uh, coming Monday. So, no, I just don't think they. He needs to be doing the match. I mean, maybe AJ wants the match with Undertaker, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it's it. Oh, poor Undertaker. They need AJ to face the Undertaker. 
They don't need an Undertaker match. No. But if they do, it needs to be AJ. Or Dolph Ziggler. Somebody who can bump for the Undertaker and still make him look good. Right. <clears throat> uh, following that, uh, we had uh, Riddick Moss, uh, the 24-7 champion, taking on Cedric Alexander, who is, uh, uh, we just talked about him. Big Swole's husband. Big Swole's husband. Um, 24-7 title is on the line. Riddick Moss picked up the win. I don't know who this guy is or why they're fucking pushing I him. See, I've never even, before <coughs> he came up with, uh, what's his face? I don't think I ever heard of him before. No, but he's 24-7 uh, champion. He beat uh, Ricochet yes, uh, last week. Beat Cedric this week and everything, so he's on quite a roll right now. I don't get it. Yeah. MVP came out, cut a little promo about Edge, saying that, uh, you know, if Edge is going to come back, he needs somebody in this corner that's going to guide him in the right direction. Edge did make his return after being gone for a month due to the uh, incident that happened between him and Randy Orton. The incident? Yeah. We did talk about that uh, last week, and he explaining to Beth Phoenix why he did it right before he uh, RKO'd her in the middle of the ring. Um, Edge came out, demanded Randy to come out to, uh, come out to the ring and, you know, all his other stuff. And MVP's like, see, that's your problem, Edge. You're not focusing on the right things. You're not keeping focused. Speaking on, speaking on not focusing on the right things, how's your wife? So, Edge, uh, fucked, uh, MVP up. So Randy, I was gonna say, I yeah. bet he did. Randy Orton came out, uh, attacked him from behind. Edge, uh, came back, ran, uh, Randy off. Speared uh, MVP, put him in this modified choke thing, which I'm going to assume he's going to use uh, probably in the future here, and gave uh, MVP not one, but two concertos. What? Now, correct me if I'm wrong, wasn't that uh, Christian Edge's go-to? Was a concerto? Back in the day? I almost spilled my drink. What? Wasn't that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, because they used, to, they used to do it together. Yeah, 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 yeah. Until... And I believe this is correct. If I'm not, somebody can correct me. But after Edge won the King of the Ring tournament and Christian betrayed him, it was the first time they did the solo concerto. Ooh. So, yes. Um, obviously, Edge went to the back to find Randy Orton. Couldn't find, uh, couldn't find him. He was informed by uh, the backstage uh, interviewer that uh, Randy left. <laughs> So, I'm I'm still a huge fan of Randy Orton. I I just think absolutely, and I, I like how they're working it now. Like it's not so much he did it because he's a bad guy. He did it for the benefit of Edge himself. Uh the main event obviously was Rollins versus Alistair Black in a singles match. Uh, it ended in disqualification when um, the uh, disciples attacked Alistair Black. Uh, Viking Raiders came out, Street Profits, Street Profits came out to the aid of Alistair Black, and then somebody said, ah, fuck it, let's turn it into an eight-man tag. Don't know what happened to Alistair Black, I guess he wasn't part of the whole thing in the uh, tag, so we had the Street Profits and the Viking Raiders taking on Seth Rollins and Murphy and the AOP. Yeah. And Alistair just gone. Went back to his room, shut the door, I guess wait for another knock, I don't know. I'll tell you what, I'm, I'm getting more soul on the Street Profits now. I'm I'm enjoying them. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um. Well, they lost. So <laughs> <laughs> Rollins, Murphy, and AOP picked up the win uh, against uh, the Viking Raiders and the Street Profits to end Raw. <laughs> what are, What are they doing in WWE? What are they doing? 
they're not listening to us. That's they're not at all. They're not. I told someone, I'm like, let me book WrestleMania. I bet it'll be the highest rated. Of course, I'm going to need your help. But it'll be yeah. the highest rated WrestleMania of all time. We can book it together. Yeah. Just freaking booking. We'll do that next week. Yeah, we can do that next week. I don't, think, week? I don't think you got anything going on next week. Yeah, I don't think anything's going on next week. Book a WrestleMania with the current roster? Yeah. Yeah, SmackDown Raw. We can throw in NXT. In oh, we're going to throw in NXT. Keep the, keep the top matches that are already booked and just rebook them. So keep the same champions. Yes, just different challenges if needed. I mean, you keep the same. You keep some of the matches you think are good matches, and what's pre-show and what's not. The only things I would honestly pre-show would be the Under the Giant Battle Royal and the Women's Battle Royal, which I do agree with X Pac. It should be the China Battle Royal. Oh, China that would be cool. Yeah. Yeah, they should give something to China like that. I mean. Whatever, so she shot a porno. Who hasn't? She didn't sell off wrestlers to fucking uh, promoters and shit. Moolah did. Moolah! Moolah did. That's why Snickers was pissed. (laughs) 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 Fuck, man, that just got me. I was expecting that. Uh, <laughs> so AEW. No, Impact. Is Impact on Tuesdays? Impact's on Why Tuesdays. Why do I keep thinking Impact's on Thursdays? Because it used to be on Thursdays. Oh. But they moved to Tuesdays. Okay. now they're on Access. Tuesdays. Yeah, go ahead. Impact. So Impact Wrestling started up. Before we do that. Yeah, I do it. <laughs> go on now. I was waiting for Where have you been? <laughs> Guys, if you haven't had a chance, yeah, check out the merchandise that uh, we have available at T Public Dot com just by searching JFW. Merchandise such as a t-shirt that doesn't Jay's wearing. Well, modification of it. The shirt that he's wearing is an original, never re- uh, never made again, cannot be bought. But the one that can be bought is the one that's right there in front of him. No. Oh. It's so weird. What the fuck? Oh, yeah. It's in front of me. It's in front of fucking me. Yeah, I know. Um, so, yeah. So, this is the one that's available on Team Public, as well as the new logo, JFW. Ah, what? Shit. What? Fuck. What? Damn. <laughs> uh, as well as the uh, Travis C. Dizzle J 2020 shirt that you see right in front of Dizzle J right there, making wrestling great again. Boom. Um, and also these mugs that you see right here before you, the original uh, JFW logo mug and the brand new JFW logo mug. <laughs> but not only that, all these designs and everything that we're wearing that you can see right in front of you, um, they're not only available on t-shirts and mugs, but also stickers, pins, magnets, got cell phone cases, Tapestries, wall, wall art, pillowcases, and stuff like that. Uh, if you guys remember last week, Dally's shirt was finally released into the store. I like Dally's um, shirt. A lot of good responses to that. Uh, we already sold a couple of those shirts. So, uh, guys, and if, if I know I mentioned this before. Maybe I should mention it more often so you guys uh, get reminded of it. But if you buy any merchandise from our store, Take a picture of it, you know, put the shirt on, take a picture of the merchandise and post it to our page so we know you did. So not only everyone can see the merchandise that they could buy, but also for us to personally thank you guys for purchasing. Oh, definitely. Uh, there was um, there was a, a father and two daughters at the uh, past SCW uh, yes. show uh, who came up to us as fans of the podcast 
Um, he bought some shirts. I know he did. So thank you for that and uh, helping us out of the podcast by doing that. Continue um, to sit by us because you guys are entertaining as hell. Yeah, even though your uh, your daughter thinks everyone's a cheater, but hey, whatever. <laughs> it's cool. She'll learn to like the bad guys. Yeah, yeah, like uh, like Holiday. Hey, Three time SCW heavyweight champion. I'll tell you what, he, I'm starting to come around. Dude, uh, three-time heavyweight. Holiday, yeah, uh, the three-time heavyweight champion. You can say it. Good. Three-time. Three-time SCW, SCW heavyweight, heavyweight champion. Champion. Max Holiday. Fun fact: If you guys didn't catch it last week, I'll say it again. Uh, his three title runs uh, was because he beat uh, a member of Elite Pain. Maverick twice. Two members, and, yeah, two members of Elite Pain. Yeah, Maverick uh, twice and Hunter Payne. Yeah, he beat Hunter Payne. Hunter Payne is former SCW heavyweight champion because. Of Maverick Cage. Or Maverick Max Holiday. Holy shit. Way to fuck that up. I can't do this anymore. <laughs> I called Max Holiday Max Playlock last week. I'm not going <laughs> to I can't do this shit anymore. <clears throat> this is why you need to host this show. You need, to, you need to take control of the show. Take control. You need to take it from me. Me and my fucking advanced age <laughs> of 30. I'm oh, fucking. 37. My mind is going faster than Hunter Payne's. Oh, it geez. is just um, worth that. Yeah, I had to. Yeah, that's <laughs> um, but guys, again, T Public T P U B L I C dot com. Search JFW. Pick up your merchandise today. And if you do happen to buy some of the merchandise, take a picture of it. Post it on our social media. Uh, use the hashtag JFW merch. I don't know. And uh, we'll uh, give you a shout if, out on the podcast. If you don't want your name out there, because I understand some people don't, send us send it to us through Snapchat. Snapchat. Through Facebook Messenger or something, we'll post it for you if you want to edit out your face or whatever, just to show. Because I know some people are weird about their kids being on Facebook, if they have little kids' pictures. I don't know. I, I put that dude's fucking kids on our Facebook page because they took a picture with us. <laughs> that, that was a proof. They know the risks. They know the risk of being famous. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I've got time to sit there and get documents signed about, hey, just no, let you got, know. You're verbal, be the- verbal permission. Yeah, I don't give a shit. Well, hey, now we got fans. Now I know for a fact we have fans. There was somebody who wanted to take pictures with us. And let me tell you, in my two, three years of going to SCW, I have never seen anyone ask Sentinel for a fucking photo. Not you want to know why? Because nobody takes pictures with produce. Butternut squash like you a motherfucker. Fuck. You mouth breathing fucking gag Can't wait to boo you out of the stage later this month again. Yeah. You stroke. God damn it. You wife robe wearing jackass. I'm Commissioner Jordan. Yeah. You Batman complex motherfucker. Yeah, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> so why are you guys banned from SCW? I have no idea. Tpublic.com. <laughs> T-E-E-P-U-B-L-I-C.com. Search JFW today. Get your merch. So Impact Wrestling on Tuesday. Uh, man, Impact's starting to feel like the later days of WCW. Yeah, where they're just bringing in all this older talent. Um, first match was fun right. fact. So I was on Dirty Network okay. uh, watching uh, the Hall of Fame, which Dirty Network nine ninety nine a month, first month free of pay per views. And I was watching the I want to say it's two thousand twelve Hall of Fame. Yeah. Where they inducted the Four Horsemen. Okay. And I gotta tell you, it was pretty interesting to not only see Charlotte Flair there back in 2012, but also Tessa Blanchard. 
yeah, I know. It's just, it's just weird seeing them pre-WWE. And obviously, Ric Flair's son, Reese, was there, who R.I.P. to Reese, uh, passed away, I believe, actually, shortly after that. Um, but it was it was funny because uh, um, Rick actually called her Ashley on the, uh, obviously, during the ceremony because Charlotte wasn't a thing at that point. Right. But to see her and even Tessa Blanchard, you know, with, like, her, like, her, like, natural brown hair and everything like that. I mean, it was really cool to kind of, like, to sit there and watch something from eight years ago think, like, holy shit, one day these two girls are sitting right here. One's going to be the Impact Heavyweight Champion, and one's going to be, uh, was it, eight- or nine-time uh, WWE Women's Champion. So top just, of like, the game. That you're, yeah. you're, you're looking at the future right there and there. Yeah, so I thought that was pretty yeah. cool. It's like when you, when you go back and you actually watch uh, Ambrose when he first made his first appearance on... As a jobber, yeah, with the pink hair, and you you never remember it until you see that picture. I'm like, I remember him in the ring. Well, it's like with uh, Ty Dillinger when he was the uh, backstage guy who got super kicked by uh, Shawn Michaels when uh, they said he wasn't controversial enough. Uh, when uh, Triple H pushed the black guy out of the way, the black guy was Keith Lee. Yeah, I mean, you just gotta pay attention to this stuff because you like uh, CM Punk was in the line with. Uh, John Cena for the one WrestleMania, I believe. Oh, yeah. Yeah, doing the... Uh... Yeah. Oh, no, no. No, he wasn't. He was... He was on the car. He was on the car. Yeah, he was on the car with Tommy Gun. Yeah. So it's just that it's yeah. just that cool stuff you see. Like Dolph Ziggler was a caddy for Kerwin White, who was Chavo Gordo. And he was a cheerleader. Yeah. Husky Harris. God, the world we live in. I mean, Brett... I love it. That was the biggest character turnaround I think I've ever seen. Oh, and yeah. it, it worked out flawless. Kevin Thorne and Mordecai? Yeah, that was not so much. I really like the Mordecai gimmick. I think that could The Mordecai hard. gimmick was good. I think I think him and that Undertaker WrestleMania match would have been really cool. Yeah. But are you going to do Impact? Or yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so let's start off with. For the love of God, do something. Rhino and Jeez. Madman Fulton. Uh, Rhino have to picked up fill the victory. This with all my talk. But uh, Sabu. Who? Sabu. No, the first part. Rhino. What? Def- Rhino. Def- no, I'm just fucking with you. Go ahead. <laughs> Rhino defeated Madman Fulton. Uh, Sabu makes his return with Super Genie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Super Genie. I don't even think I remember Super Genie. You remember Super Genie. What I remember Super Genie. You remember Super Genie. Okay. Uh, the Rascals defeated Desi Hit Squad. Jordan Grace. She is the Knockouts champion. Defeated Lacey Ryan. Uh, Mac, Willie Mack, and Ace Austin defeated the Swinging Disco Balls, which is Disco Inferno and Johnny Swinger. Is uh, Disco Inferno still fighting just women? No, this is his guys. But, like, his claim to fame for a while was just fighting women. Yeah. yeah. James uh, Ellsworth did that. Before he got handsy <laughs> in the locker rooms, but whatever. I'll say it. Uh, the best of fun. He ain't going to come on this show. <laughs> <laughs> He had to pay us. <laughs> yeah. That'd be a lot of fucking merch you better buy. <laughs> uh, the best of five. This, uh, when I read this, this is the, I guess maybe it's the best way for these guys to look. Okay. But it ended in a no contest. Now, whoever won the best of five was going to go on to face the world heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. Well, so this match ended in a no contest, and they're going back and forth. Tessa comes to the ring, says, I'm going to fight Bolt you. So it's going to be a three-way dance at the next Impact pay-per-view for the Impact. I don't know how long that's going to go on for. 
her, her impact title. Right? I think that's gonna be done now. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I just I've talked about it before. I just don't like the idea. I, I really think it just killed your women's title by doing that. I understand Tesla's fucking a badass and probably can hang with any man in the ring that you can possibly put her in the ring with, including Brian Cage. Yeah. <laughs> <It's a laughs> outside outside Brian Cage, Sammy Callahan, or Tessa Blanchard, yeah. is there anyone on the Impact roster who should be considered to run with the title? I would, Elgin or Eddie Edwards would probably be a good... Fucking Mike Elgin. Yeah, that dude's a beast, man. Yeah, I, I, I believe that's the same guy who wrestled at uh, Elite Pro Wrestling. I think I got a DVD from yeah. Elite Pro Wrestling show like 10 years ago with uh, Mike Elgin on there. You'll have to watch it and tell me if it's the same guy. Because I don't watch Impact Wrestling. <laughs> I don't have access to No, you don't have, you don't uh, have access to me. I don't have access to access. <laughs> so that that was the end of uh, How do you call your fucking network Access TV if not everyone has access to it? It's pretty much all wrestling, dude. It's like wrestling. That's like putting calendar photo shoots to PG-13 calendars on Pornhub. Why? I love There's that. advertisements on Pornhub? Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Who knew? Yeah. Not a sponsor. Not a sponsor. Yeah. Uh, you want to do NXT or AEW first? Why? Well, NXT is probably a lot more interesting than anything else WWE is putting out. This one was interesting. Was it? Um, so this NXT uh, came from, uh, was uh, shot at the Performance Center. Not at Full Sail? No. No, at the Performance Center, which um, I'm not sure why. I was going to look up some information on it, but it's irrelevant on why they did it. There's really no reason to sit there and try to figure out why they did it other than maybe for the fact the whole coronavirus thing that's yeah. going on. And we'll talk a little bit about that uh, here in a little bit. Um, but basically, like, where all the rings are set up and they do all the practices and everything, from the looks of it, they tore it all down, but one ring set up the stage, commentating, and uh, chairs for people to come in and sit. So uh, Keith Lee took on Cameron Grimes uh, as the opening match for the North American title. Uh, fucking boring to start out. Really? It was really fucking boring. It almost looked, it reminded me, uh, remember when you did your uh, pick of the week yeah. with the uh, Goldberg, uh, William Regal match? Yeah. Very similar. It almost seemed like um, Keith Lee didn't want to sell anything for Cameron Grimes. Oh. So it was kind of like, it was, it was really boring, very slow to start out. Keith Lee did end up picking up the victory. I mean, it was a point where somebody actually chanted boring in a match, and I don't recall the last time anyone ever chanted boring at an NXT show. Yeah. Um, following that, uh, Damian Priest came out, attacked uh, Keith Lee from behind with the pipe. Uh, Dominic came out to save the day and uh, picked up the North American title, went to go help Keith Lee up. Keith Lee, who I'm assuming either was pissed that Dominic picked his title up or assumed uh, Dominic attacked him from behind. So uh, he powerbombed him and uh, walked out. Uh, not a heel turn, just a, uh, you know, just Keith Lee, you know. Keeping him in check. Yeah, protecting his shit. Don't touch my title. That's right. That's right. Don't pee where he peed. Fuck it. <laughs> uh, if you guys also remember from last week and everything that was announced, that there's going to be a... Uh, Oh, God, I think it's a five-way or a six-way ladder match for number one contendership in the NXT Championship at uh, NXT TakeOver um, Tampa. Ooh. So, ladder match. Uh, five women uh, are available. Uh, Chelsea Green uh, won the first slot last week. 
Uh, the next one was Mia Yim taking on Dakota Kai uh, with uh, her associate Raquel Gonzalez out there with her. Uh, Mia Yim picked up the victory against Dakota Kai. So uh, she would advance, which I'm really happy for because Mia Yim uh, has a history of ladder matches. And uh, she, I think she'd get a little more extreme than Dakota Kai can. So I'm really excited for that to move yeah, forward. Not, not a huge fan of Dakota Kai. No. Uh, Kushida took on Raul Mendoza, which uh, I don't know too much about New Japan Pro Wrestling, but Kushida was a pretty big deal. And, Kushida's uh, a badass. Yeah. So I don't know what the fuck they're doing to him in NXT, dressing him up like Doc from Back to the Future. Or fucking Marty McFly from Back to the Future. Or the fact that he resembles anybody from Back to the fucking Future. Uh, no, that's a real thing. Well, him and... Uh, it's a real thing. He looks like Marty McFucking Fly. Yeah, well, him and uh, Alex Shelley were the... Uh, oh, what the hell were their tag team? Yeah. It was something future or something like that. So it kind of fits. No. Yeah. I don't, I don't like it. Yeah. I think it's dumb. I'm done. You're done? No, I'm not. <laughs> uh, Gushita picked up the victory. Um, uh, arm bar submission tap out by uh, Raul Mendoza. And if you think that was the last time we see uh, Raul Mendoza tonight, you'd be mistaken. Brother. <laughs> uh, following the uh, commercial break, they came back. Um, Mia Yim's out in the parking lot, all excited about her victory with Raul Mendoza walking right past her. Just to have a fucking uh, SUV pull up right beside him with two fucking Nacho Libre looking motherfuckers popping out of there, grabbing him, throwing him in the blazer, and taking off. That's right, he got kidnapped by Luchas. By fucking Luchas, man. That'd be scary. It's dumb. There hasn't been a good kidnap uh, storyline. Yeah, I think the last great one was when the Undertaker was dri- driving the limo and Teddy Long got in. He's like, driver, let's go. And the fucking window rolls down and the Undertaker turns around and like, Buck up, Teddy. Fucking drives <laughs> <laughs> up. up, Teddy. I'm not going to lie. This is probably the most fun I had doing a podcast in a while. <laughs> Alright. Uh, Tegan Knox and, um, oh God, I'm going to say his name wrong. Diana Purrazzo, another qualifying match for the ladder match on the Morgan Turnership uh, match at uh, Portland. Tegan Ox picked up the victory. Uh, way to go, fucking Tegan. Love the Shining Wizard. Probably one of the better Shining Wizards we've seen in She's a while. She's got a good Shining Wizard. Yeah. Um, you know also has a good Shining Wizard? James Creed. He does. That's a pretty good Shining Wizard. It's, not, it's, no, it's no elbow drop. It's a good Shining Wizard. His, his, his elbow drop's nice. It's a really nice elbow drop. <clears throat> oh, God. What the hell am I doing? UE took on the Broserweights for the NXT Tag Team Championship. And obviously, before the Broserweights came out, Velveteen Dream showed up on this little fucking uh, uh, stage area above the uh, announcers. Because they actually set that thing back up, too. Because you know what? It's at the... Uh, yeah. Yeah, so they set that back up again. Again, guys, remember, this is all at the Performance Center. And he sat there and said, like, you know, he has no interest in uh, Roderick Strong. And he's all like, Roddy... What are you all mad for? They're just tights with pictures, you know? <laughs> Whatever. Chill out. You know, but what he wants is he wants the NXT Heavyweight Championship. And then Cody, or not Cody, Adam Cole's like, Roddy, let's go take care of this. And before he does, like, mm, mm, mm. Whatever the fuck he said, or mm, mm. I don't know what the hell he did. Um, but then he snapped his fingers and the Broseways came out like he can magically make the Broseways fucking poof, which if he could, I would love for him to magically poof him the fuck away. 
Uh, yeah, I love the Bros. They're dumb. Um, all in all, it was a really good match. Uh, the Bros. Boys picked up the victory. They end up winning and everything. And uh, to close out the show, Ciampa came out and uh, he wants some answers from uh, Gargano. Want to know why he did it? And Gargano just filed told him, like you know, I was like, "You hold me back. You know, you're the reason that this happens. That this happens. I didn't forget what you did to me a couple years ago. Blah blah bullshit, bullshit, bullshit." And he didn't come out to the ring. He sat in the back in some conference room that. Ciampa went back to get him, tore the shit out of the performance center just to end up getting uh, Ciampa's finishing move from that fucking stage area down through the announcer's table to close out the show. Wow. So, if you ever get a chance... I'm going to watch it. Yeah. It's, it's on the diver. It's on the diver. It's on the diver. <laughs> okay. All right. AEW Dynamite opens up with Shivani. So before we get to that... Yeah, I do it. <laughs> Come on right. you, you should really ask right. I'm not going to ask no, It's so much more fun to get interrupted <laughs> Oh god I don't know what to interrupt you with now mm, Fuck it Guys make sure you check out patreon.com uh, Backslash JFW podcast And sign up for one of our Patron tiers that we have available for you guys uh, anything from a dollar to fifteen dollars is available for you guys to sign up for. It's a monthly uh, payment to us to help us build and grow the podcast. And with that one uh, monthly payment that you contribute to the podcast, you get additional content that you don't get here on the show. You do, however, give shout outs to the patrons that we do here, such as uh, Becca and Brandy, who have been patrons since the beginning. So again, thank you guys for being part of that. Uh, make sure you go to patreon.com. That's p a t r e o n dot com backslash jfw podcast again tiers from a dollar down to 15 and every single tier as as more you pay the more you get and everything there's additional video uh additional podcast content available for there such as watch alongs and shoot uh interviews that we're going to look to be doing here in the future as well as some like dark side of the ring type podcasts that we're also looking to do it you can be a gm for the for the month where you get to pick one podcast out of the year for we we schedule you but you get to uh, control the podcast and what we do with it, and it's your that's your baby. And who knows? Maybe we'll throw some. I think we. I think there's a couple ideas on some other stuff we're gonna throw in there too. I do want to have kind of like a a sit down Skype interview with like any potential fans. You kind of want to sit and talk with us for a little bit. We could do that. You know, like a round table. table. Yeah, kind of like that. So a lot of stuff to offer to you guys that we're willing to do for you. All you have to do is go to patreon.com backslash JW podcast today. Check out the tiers and uh, sign up for it. Nice to know. Okay. So, AW Dynamite. Also, guys. Yeah, fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> this is your last result, so I don't know when I might be able to say this again. Um, if you guys uh, haven't noticed, this mug I've been drinking out of, it's a Freaknut Studios mug. Freaknut Studios. Jay Tumble Freaknut Studios. Freaknut Studios is a combination of three podcasts. It's a collaboration. What did I say? Combination. We're not merged together. We're together. It's a collab. We're a collaboration. Thank you. Of three podcasts. Just Freaking Wrestling, This Freaking Show, and Doug Gray Area. All talking about different kinds of stuff coming together as the Studio Bros. And which you'll see video content that they have already put out. That's how we did. Yet to be part of because yeah. scheduling. That's right. You missed all the burgers. I did. Guys, if you haven't had a chance yet, we do have a YouTube channel, FreakNet Studios. Make sure you go subscribe and hit the notification bell for those. 
We put out a show a couple weeks ago where we did a hot dog or a hot sauce challenge sledge ranking of Mexican and American hot sauces. Uh, this past week, we put out a video of us ranking uh, franchise type uh, cheeseburgers that we got in Who the won? area. I didn't watch it. Cheeseburger? Yeah. You should watch it. I'm going to watch it. Farfrina Studios. Yeah. Why would I tell you on camera when I don't want to tell them? Right. Right. And also, make sure you check out this coming episode that we're going to put out this week. We ranked uh, 10 different popular uh, sodas. Ooh. Yeah. The winner will surprise you. Because it surprised us, too. Um, but, yeah, no, make sure you check out Freaknet Studios on uh, YouTube. Again, subscribe to it. Hit the notification bell and check out the videos that we're doing. Uh, we're going to come up with more ideas and stuff as uh, time goes on when it comes to what we're going to do as far as a network. But JFW also has their own page on uh, YouTube. It's just freaking wrestling. Make sure you search that, subscribe to that, because that's where you find the video podcast that we're doing of the audio that you're listening to if you haven't found the video. Excuse me. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm good. 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 AEW Dynamite this past Wednesday uh, opens up with real quick. No, I'm good. (laughs) Opens up with Tony Schiavone interviewing Hangman Adam Page. Mm -hmm. Uh, Later in the night, there's supposed to be a tag team match between Page and Inner Circle. Paige is looking for a tag team partner. The Young Bucks are there, so they're assuming that they're going to be it. Paige tells them, nope, not you guys. Got to be somebody I trust. Yeah. So then we move into Cody versus Ortiz is the first match. Uh, Lance Archer comes to the side of the ring and sits down with Jake the Snake Roberts, which distracts Cody, but all in all, Cody picks up the win with using a submission, using submission the figure four leg lock. Not a fan of everybody using the I. Get something new. Something yeah. different. The figure for uh, leg lock and uh, the sharpshooter, I'm kind of... Unless you're an Italian. Yeah. I'm fine with Italian using it. Well, it, it fits for an Italian. Yeah. Charlotte Flair and Italian should be the only ones using the figure four leg lock and the sharpshooter. Everyone else, there's so many different opportunities for other submissions out there. Pick create, something else. Create a new one. Yeah. Um, After the match, Inner Circle appears on the screen. They beat down Nick Jackson, trapped him under a garage door. You know, they run back to help him out, blah, blah, blah. Uh, next match is Ny- Nyla Rose and Bia Priestley versus Chris Stratlander and Sheeta. Uh, Rose picks up the win. Match went back and forth. There was a couple spots missed during this match. Yeah. A, a pretty big one probably would have been nice to see if it actually went through, but it didn't. Well, and, that, and I think that's the biggest thing, like, when it comes to uh, AEW, which I'm... There's no secret I'm not a fan of AEW. Right, 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 right. But it's just like it's we've talked about it. It's like it seems like it's nothing but high spots, but when they do it, it's either a reversal or they don't do it right, and it kind of gets goofy. And, and, and we talked about it before, where I have a problem with the no sell spot. Yeah, I, I do not mm-hmm. like that. Don't don't bounce right back up and jump, and then jump into fifteen people. Yeah, play it off a little bit. Climb yeah. climb a little slower, something, please. Yeah, um, it's just like it, they need to work on that, but also like I, I think you mentioned it uh, earlier before the recording, like they don't follow too much storylines. They talk about it for a minute, but it doesn't seem like it's going anywhere. It's like a, it's like a legit like tune in next week to when we figure this out. It's like do something now about it yeah. that draws me to come back next week. And, and I think the other thing I said is that they don't, they don't tell a story with their wrestling either. Yeah, it's like spot, 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 spot. Mm-hmm. You know, there is no wearing the person down or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, to me, it wasn't a very good show this time around. 
Uh, not like I said, Nyla Rose picks up the win, and uh, then her partner beats her down. So, when you're the women's champion, you have no friends. Yeah. Uh, the next up was a six man tag team match: The Butcher, The Blade, and MJF versus Jurassic Express. Uh, I do enjoy Jurassic Express. Not a big fan of the logo. Who's uh? Which one's Pillman's uh, son? Is that Jungle Boy? No, is that no, Jungle no, no. Boy? That's not Pillman. Is that Pillman's son? Is Pillman's That's son Luke Perry's son? Okay, so Pillman's son is the it is Brian Pillman Jr. Okay, but he's not an AEW. No. So Jungle Boy is Luke Perry's son. Yeah. Okay. From nine hundred two one zero. Gotcha. I'm sure he did other stuff too, but that's what he's known for. Yeah, he was actually, but well, he was in the original Buffy movie too. Okay. Uh, MJF taps out Marco for the win. Uh, the worst part of the goddamn show for me was Britt Baker gets interviewed by Shivani. The whole part was boring <laughs> until Big Swole came out. Big Swole comes out and they talk some shit, and uh, Baker tells her, "He's like nobody's worried about your boyfriend." And Swall holds up a ring and she's like, I'm married, baby. Which I thought was probably the greatest thing I've seen. Yeah, it's been a while since I heard an Austin Powers reference. Yeah, Austin Powers. Uh, Baker throws a coffee. If you're not wrestling fan, you don't understand that fucking rhyme <laughs> humor there. I don't even know why you're listening to this fucking podcast. Right? <laughs> uh, Baker throws coffee in her face and runs off. So obviously something's going to happen there. Uh, Joey Janela and Private Party take on Death Triangle, which is Phoenix, Pentagon, and Pac. Pac hits Black Arrow on Janela for the pinfall victory. Uh, What's your thoughts on the Death Triangle? This I I think this is the first time I actually I didn't. So I saw not 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 them working as a tag team, but them together. I think it's kind of neat. I don't know. It would make more sense if if Pac was a a mass wrestler. I think. I think it would make more sense if it was anyone but Pac. I like Pac as an individual. I think, it, yeah. It makes more sense for the bastard to be a loner. Yeah. Jim Ross. Yeah, Jim Ross interviews Moxley. Moxley basically tells the inner circle they need to watch out for him because you're not paying attention and blah, blah, blah. I think Mox is probably the best thing AEW's got going on for them. The main event. Yes, I agree. The Inner Circle versus Paige and Dustin. But, uh, I mentioned this last week. I don't like the whole Cena-esque uh, promo that he did last week. Or even like when he won the titles. Like, hey, you know, this is our title. This title is for you, the fans, and shit like that. I'm not a big fan of that. I'm not a big fan of those promos altogether. Yeah, but I don't like that Moxley did it. Yeah, it doesn't make sense. So, more than that, I mean, Moxley deserves to be the top guy in yeah. AEW. Him, Pac, Hangman Page, um, I guess not Hangman Page, but him and Pac, I think, could benefit being the top guys. Um, Cody, for some reason, I think buries himself too much. I don't know if that's kind of a way of saying, like, hey, just because I'm an executive of the company doesn't mean I'm putting myself over. I'd like to see Omega, too. Yeah, but see, even Omega's tag team champion, fucking Young Bucks aren't tag team champions. Yeah. So it's like, I, I, I mean, I, I don't know like what they're trying to do or trying to prove a point. Like, we're not going to put ourselves over because as soon as we do, people are going to assume we're doing it because we're executives and shit. Just so let's bury ourselves just enough to when we do, it doesn't mean anything. Right. But anyways, go ahead. Yeah, the main event I fucking loved. Yeah, I the main event. I, I didn't actually get to see this. And I, I'm disappointed because I, I love 
Sammy and Jericho when they work together. Yeah, well, and I my, my favorite part of this was before when uh, the the pre main event uh, promo that Dusty did. Yeah, Dustin demanded to be Paige's partner. Yeah, he said like, "Let's do some cowboy shit." Yeah, <laughs> I fucking loved it. The natural Dustin Rhodes. You know, Dustin is probably in the prime. Like, I know the prime of his career yeah. was not now, but he's in the best shape of his life, putting on some of the best matches I've ever seen. Let's go DDP yoga. There you go. Not sponsored yet. Yet, uh, Paige and Dustin end up picking up the win, and then their inner circle beats everybody down. Yeah, I. I don't know. I didn't like that when um, Kenny Omega came out and was hitting people with his broken hand. It didn't affect him, but as soon as somebody kicked him in the broken hand, it affected him. That didn't make sense to me. That's that New Japan style. Yeah. Dumb. Good job, Kenny. Yeah. Crushing it. I all, love that. I love that Dragon elite. Suplex, though. Yes. That Dragon Suplex is... I don't know how you don't hurt somebody with it, but that was the end of the show. Mm-hmm. So, I think they have a lot of work they still have to do, but I think eventually they'll get there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll agree with you to some extent. Uh, SmackDown this week was um, broadcasted to, again, the Performance Center. So just like NXT, this was a from center. And they were really? originally supposed to be in Detroit. Yeah, but this is an empty stadium. No fans. And at the commentating table, we had Michael Cole and Triple H. And I gotta say, I fucking love those guys together. Because all they did is talk about the shit 25 years ago when Triple H and DX used to fuck around with Michael Cole and stuff. So they brought that up all the time. So uh, it was announced that uh, John Cena, Jeff Hardy, and Paige were all going to be at this show and everything. And Unfortunately, Paige couldn't make it. There's some uh, travel issues. Not sure what. You know, maybe there's something in her eye. Um, <laughs> Bailey and Sasha came out and just mocked. You know, the fact that Paige wasn't there. It was like, where's Paige? Paige supposed to be here. Why isn't Paige here? Well, we don't need Paige because we're the reason NXT is a thing. We put it on the map. And blah blah. And then Alexa Bliss and Nixie, Nixie, yeah, Nikki Cross came out, told him to shut up. Awesome. Boom. Tag team match. Uh, Bailey and Sasha won uh, thanks to Asuka interfering and pulling uh, Alexa Bliss off the ropes and causing uh, Nikki to go at it alone. Um, and the only reason Asuka came out and did it is because Alexa flat out said, you know, last week, like, you know, take the time, supposed to be defending on both shows, why aren't you on SmackDown right now? So. Also, I noticed that this tag team match, that they, uh, so the way they set it up, because uh, normally, like, when you look at the hard camera, yeah. <coughs> you had one tag team on the front right, right. corner and then the back left. Right. It was opposite this time. It was the front left corner and the back right corner. <coughs> Excuse me. And I got to say, I actually liked that a lot better. Really? I don't know if it's because it was different, but just how everything was set up actually looked a little bit cool. Hmm. So I hope actually they go forward with that a little bit more, but... Um, I don't know. I don't know the reason and like why because I mean even when we watch, uh, even when we go to SCW, it's the same way. If the hard camera was to be to the right of the entrance, then you got yeah. the front right and the back left. So I don't. That's something maybe we could ask uh, some of the uh, some of our wrestling buddies in the uh, business 
and then kind of find out from there. Because now I'm kind of curious about it. I am kind of curious, though. That's different. Yeah. Uh, Roman Reigns had an interview. Uh, my, my Cole asked him probably the biggest question that everyone was wondering is, like, why do you feel entitled to have a main event match at WrestleMania? And Roman flat out said, I earned it. <laughs> said, like, you know, if I'm main eventing uh, live shows and I'm main eventing live TV and I'm going to do this and I'm going to do that and I bust my ass to get better to be back as quick as possible to do this, that, and the other thing, why not, uh, why not put me in the main event of WrestleMania? It almost kind of felt shooty, which I was kind of cool with. Uh, it's a lot better than Roman Reigns saying, like, this is my yard, I'm the big dog, and... You know, ooh, sounds uh, Healy. Yeah, so I'm okay with that. Um, I would like to see a heel Roman Reigns. Yeah, he called Goldberg a part timer and probably too dumb to control uh, and operate a uh, fucking uh, bulldozer. So because he's from Georgia, so he probably lost his Georgia fan base. We love Georgia, not so much Canada. Canada doesn't love us. Canada does not like us. We like Georgia. Sami Zayn um, showed up in the back next to the uh, interviewee. I can't, I can't wish I remember. I want to say it's Charlie Caruso, but it's not Charlie. I think she left. Um, but Sammy's like, oh, you want to interview us? And she's like, no, sorry, Sammy. You got bumped. I have a different interview. And Sammy's like, that's okay. I'm way too excited to care. And then left. And then, boom, Jeff Hardy shows up in the uh, fucking frame. And Jeff Hardy made his return back to uh, SmackDown. And Corbin came out and said, a lot of things have changed. You know, shouldn't you be off? Doing your alphabet backwards, or walking a straight line, or touching the, your your finger to your nose and shit. And Jeff Hardy said, "No, I'm not doing any of that. I'm actually facing you later on tonight." So, good segue. Oh God! <laughs> so Hart, <laughs> Jeff comes back as Matt's on his way out. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> I think Jeff's on the extension. Yeah, because probably nobody else wants to deal with this shit. Right? Yeah, he probably did while he was in prison. <laughs> Uh, there was a segment in the back with Drew Gulak and Daniel Bryan. I thought, a lot of segments in this. There was a lot more talking than anything. There was only uh, three matches on this show. For a so, two-hour show? Four if you count the uh, the replay of the Elimination Chamber tag match, but yeah. So uh, Daniel found Drew in the back and everything, and he agreed with Drew. He's like, listen, you said there were holes in my uh, in my moveset, and you're right, and you found them, and you found the flaws. Let me work with you, and Sammy's name walked up with Cesaro and uh, Shinsuke is all like, hey, look, you know, we wanted you to join us and I'm Daniel kind of champion and you're hanging out with a fucking nobody. And then Daniel uh, wanted to fucking challenge Sammy and Cesaro's like, you got a problem with him, you got a problem with me. Do-do, what the fuck he does. And uppercuts. I don't fucking know. Um, so obviously there was, an, uh, there was a singles match between... Uh, Daniel Bryan, or not, yeah, Daniel Bryan and Cesaro, which, uh, great match. I mean, great competitors uh, all around. Uh, Gulak came out to the ring with Daniel Bryan, and then obviously Cesaro and, uh, or Cesaro had Shinsuke and Sami Zayn in his corner. Uh, Daniel Bryan uh, won with a roll-up, uh, got attacked uh, following the match. Uh, Mojo Riley, Mojo Riley was at commentating, confirming that Gronk is going to be at SmackDown next week. After uh, agreeing to come to the WWE, nothing has been signed and official yet, but it's going to happen. Jesus. Right. Also, for about 45 minutes of this show, uh, they just replayed the Tag Team Elimination Chamber match. So, 
That's the match they chose to replay. Yeah. All their archives of matches they yeah. chose. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> when that was all done, Ms. Morrison was in the ring and they were talking about how like they're great guys and how you know they can't be stopped and you know they're awesome and you know wind blowing in slow motion, stupid shit. Final match of the night: uh, Jeff Hardy and Baron Corbin had a singles match. Jeff Hardy introduced a new finisher called the uh, Twist of Fury. So um, yeah, that's a thing now. It's basically a swinging neck breaker. And uh, Swan Time Bomb Boom picked a win. Closing out the show, we saw uh, John Cena come out and sit down like Cole. He's like, you know, it's like, why would you antagonize, you know, Bray Wyatt and everything? He's like, Bray Wyatt just said I'm burying him, just like everyone else says I'm burying him because everyone don't want stuff for themselves. He's like, well, you know what? At WrestleMania, I am going to bury him. I'm going to get rid of somebody who's uh, who's overhyped and uh, who's getting way too much fucking uh, FaceTime, you know? Uh, and um, the Fiend, or not the Fiend, but Bray Wyatt himself came out. Kind of rolled over the uh, fucking uh, guard, the fucking um, it's the fucking uh, <laughs> the guardrail, the guardrail, yeah. Which I don't know what had a guardrail up there. It wasn't like there was any fucking fans there, but um, he gets in the ring, he starts talking to uh, John Cena, and he says that John Cena has an illness that he's addicted to uh, the spotlight and the fans and all that other stuff, and he has no problem doing what he always does, and that's. Burying people and all this shit. And it's weird because as he's doing the uh, the promo, he's looking down and pacing back and forth, not really looking at Cena until the very end. He's just like, let me in. And then just goes to dark and shit like that. SmackDown ended. So the Fiend beats Cena. Does he turn back into Dr. Thugonomics? I hope Cena beats him and he turns into Dr. Thugonomics. <laughs> Bray Wyatt comes out for life. <laughs> oh, God. Jay, what's your uh, holy shit? Who gives a shit of the week? Holy shit. Jake the Snake is Lance Archer's manager. Okay. Mine is um, the empty stadium for SmackDown. Uh, I, I'm always a little hesitant when I do shit like that because I have done it once before. Um, but regardless of the Elimination Chamber replay, it was actually a pretty good show. You had some decent interviews. And, you know, a couple decent backstage segments and obviously some good matches. So, I mean, it worked. It was pretty cool how it fucking worked, so I'm okay with it. They pulled it off. They didn't cancel it. And I'm kind of I'm excited to see what they do for Raw because I don't think this is going to change anytime soon. But, and like with mine, I like, if you're going to bring these older guys back, don't put them in the ring. Use them as a manager, as... Not a valet, I guess, but yeah, someone that can give them the younger guys the insight into the business, and yep. I think it's neat. Uh, well, we got now. You got, you got Cody with Arn. Yep. You got uh, Todd, not Ty Dillinger. Also, what's his name? Spears. Spears. Spears with Tully, and I got uh, Dodd, Jake with Lance. My no one gives a shit is Britt Baker. Uh, yeah, that promo. That promo sucked. My who gives a shit was just the segment that they introduced Lance in. Not so much that he was the guy. I think everyone was hoping it was uh, Luke Harper. But clearly it's not. Uh, they made the they made the reveal of who it is. I just wish they did more with his, uh, his introduction to the business. I guess so, Luke Harper would have made a little more sense. 
Yeah. Well, let's, let's that backwards kind of. Yeah. Well, let's come to as like kind of like a tag team thing. I think that'd be pretty cool if they made like a snake faction called Snake Pit. Ooh. Right. See if AEW listens like that. He does and steal their shit. Um, <laughs> no, but it's really cool that with, uh, you know Lance Archer being the guy. I'm just not a big fan of how they did it. It right. was just very lackluster. You're just sitting there in the fucking front row, and he throws a leg over like he's going to involve himself. And Jay's like, "Whoa, whoa, 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 no, let's Hold just leave." Yeah, nobody has left, so <laughs> it was very lackluster. Um, again, no secret, I'm not a huge fan of AEW, and this is one of the reasons why. Cage match a couple weeks ago was actually pretty fun, cool. I will give him that. That cage match was really cool. I'm really excited for the War Games uh, match that they're going to do. I believe it's either next week or in a couple weeks from now. What are they calling it? Blood and Guts. Nice. Yeah. I doubt anyone's guts going to show. <laughs> it's like Friday the 13th being PG on TV. They get, they get Sabu to come over. <laughs> no, I think I'll do it. Well, they already got the, uh, they already got the, um, the teams. Really? Tanner Circle versus the Elite. I think it's, uh, what is it, fucking uh, Hagar, Sammy, Jericho, and then uh, the two Hispanic dudes. Is that LAX from Impact? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. The, the new LAX. Yeah, so it's them, and then it's uh, Cody, uh, the Bucks, Omega, and Paige. So. Yeah. That way. Well, you can do your uh, pick of the week, or yeah. talk about. Oh, well, no, no. What do you want to do? Do you want to talk about the coronavirus a little bit? I guess we could. Cool. Just got overhyped. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, guys, you do know um, I I co-host this freaking show. It's another podcast I do where where we talk about wrestling here. I talk about everything else about wrestling over there. And one of the biggest things we talked about this week was the coronavirus and how it affected a lot of things in this, not only in this country, but in the world, and how a lot of things are being canceled. Uh, as you can see, it affected not only NXT, but SmackDown with the way they uh, they set up their shows this past week with NXT being uh, recorded or being taped uh, or being presented to you from the Florida Center with a small limited crowd. NXT or SmackDown being an empty stadium at the Performance Center, and I'm going to assume Raw is going to be the same way. Uh, there's been a lot of rumors and speculations about what's going on with WrestleMania because Florida is one of those key states yep. that's having a huge effect from the coronavirus where um, state officials uh, are looking to shut down the entire fucking state. As of right now, the Hall of Fame, uh, SmackDown, uh, NXT TakeOver, Tampa, WrestleMania, and Raw are all scheduled to go on as planned. Um, but there is a possibility that if WrestleMania does get canceled, it could be rescheduled uh, into June. I believe that's what I read. Somewhere in June or July, because there hasn't been a June pay-per-view scheduled yet. I guess that makes sense. Yeah. Um, now, you, you believe, and I, I do agree with you as well, is that this is uh, blown way out of proportion. Um, I don't think it's, it, it is a bad thing. I'm not saying, I'm not, I'm not saying don't take it serious. Yeah. Okay. I just, it, it's just the way everybody's going about beating people up over toilet paper and shit like this that's going on. It, it follow your warning signs, do what the government, do what the CDC tells you to do. Go in, get tested. If you have any of these signs, do that. That's fine. Quarantine yourself, whatever you got to do. Yeah. Wash your fucking hands. Yeah. Nancy just wash your fucking hands. 
Um, but no, what's what's your thoughts on um, on what what happened with NXT, what happened with SmackDown, and what the possibility of uh, WrestleMania being canceled? Because we already know all the other sporting events are suspended. Basketball, hockey, and baseball are soccer. Even they're all being pushed off. Uh, fucking golf. I don't think XS, XFL though. No, fuck no. This needs that shit to work. <laughs> It's actually doing really good this yeah, time around. Now they're, uh, I know the one thing with the uh, XFL is those West Coast stadiums that they use, yeah. they got find out, they want to find alternatives because um, there's a, I want to say there's a game, it might have been the game this week or whatever next week's game is, in California that Diddy said that they're going to put it on as long as the owners of the stadium still go with it. So it's up to the discussion of the stadium owner. I mean, it'd be a huge. It would be a huge hit to WWE not to have WrestleMania on, and then that begs the question. So, if you don't do WrestleMania in April, how do you carry all these storylines to June? And do you still have the same matches in June that you would in April? It'd be fucking. I. Because some, some of these storylines I don't feel will last another two months. Baszler and Becky wouldn't. Undertaker and Styles wouldn't. Brock and Roman wouldn't. Or uh, Goldberg and Roman wouldn't. Brock and... Uh, yeah, they just want like Realistically, what, what they would have to do is they would have to put these matches on over the course of the next couple of weeks yeah. and like main event spots on Raw and SmackDown and NXT and have a different complete fucking WrestleMania. I don't know if that would kill WWE. I know there's a lot of money invested into it. I do know that a lot of people come from overseas yeah. for WrestleMania. It's a huge. It's I mean, it's a. It's bigger than Comic Con weekend. Yeah, and you're looking at WWE access and everything, where all these kids and people from all ages are going to have access to superstars and other fucking fans and everything. And well, and also when they when WWE does their WrestleMania weekend, there's also the I'm going to call it Wrestling Con, because I don't know the official name, but Wrestling Con is held the same weekend where you have Ring of Honor come in, you have Impact, you have, well, it used to be Lucha Underground. Mm-hmm. I don't know if AEW is going to be there, but you'd have those guys come in and do like a super show Saturday night before or after uh, TakeOver. Just so there's, it's just a full weekend of wrestling and family fun all together. It's, Will it kill the WWE? No. Will they lose a lot of money? Fuck yeah. They'll lose a shit ton of money. And my whole thing is, what do you do if you have to move that event? It's going to be hard to carry these storylines. It's going to be hard even for me as a wrestling fan to want to see those matches. It's already hard enough for me to want to see these matches anyway. Yeah. For the most part. Mm -hmm. So I don't know. I don't know how you would carry that over to June. I, I could see May. I could see going to May, and maybe kind of which maybe, was a month, or maybe it's even a month. later in April. Yeah, I don't, you could you could probably drag it out for four weeks if you do it right. But when you're looking at eight weeks now, that I mean that's just way too difficult because like there have been some great storylines that don't even make it that far. Yeah, and you know they're not done making the cards for WrestleMania. Well, they, they should just make WWE uh, masks. Hand them out. Some WWE hand, some hand sanitizer. 
You roll toilet paper. What's your pick of the week, Jack? <laughs> What's your pick uh, of the week? I went Lance Archer versus Evil at Climax 29. So if, you, if you're not familiar with Lance Archer or Evil, because they are New Japan guys, uh, Lance Archer is formerly Lance Hoyt. And I believe that was Impact Wrestling that he was in. He might have been in WWE just maybe a hot minute. Mm-hmm. But check him out. The guy moves like a lucha. It's it's crazy to watch these big ass dudes do what these guys do what the little guys do. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Hit me up. If you have a match you want me to check out, hit me up. Be in the Facebook. And then I'll post later tonight. <laughs> All right. <coughs> well, you just bored me, that's all. Oh, I did? No, you didn't. Uh, I just want to put it in for you. Guys, uh, just a reminder that SCW is having a show March 28th uh, at the Shaban Civic Center. It is for uh, MS. Mayhem. Uh, match card and everything to come. Obviously, we got a couple of weeks for us here. Um, surprising thing is AARW had a couple of shows lined up for this month, and they've been canceled. I know they've been canceling anything. <coughs> 100% anything over 1,000 people is canceled. Yeah. School is canceled for the next two weeks. I know my kid goes to school on Monday to get whatever they fucking have to get, and then they're not back in school until April. Yeah. And, uh, well, and even uh, the fucking River Dine they canceled in Chicago. Yeah. They yeah. canceled the whole St. Paddy's Day celebration. Yeah. So we'll have a match card. Uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated on SCW on if it happens or not. I'm hoping it does. Like I said, ARW had a show this week and next week scheduled. Neither one is happening uh, as of yet, so we'll see what SCW does. If it does, obviously, you know, tickets are a pre-sale for $10 at uh, Glassworks, Genesis Martial Arts, and Fit Body U, or $12 at Door. Tickets, uh, doors open at 6, bell times at 7. Guys, make sure you do follow Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, just by searching JFW Podcast. And this show does get released every single week to you wrestling fans on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Podbean, and YouTube. Just by searching Just Freaking Wrestling. That's all I got. Time to ring the bell on this episode. Perfect, as always, I am Travis i I'm Dizzle J. And thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. Peace.